BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and on this episode I got with me Matthew Saylor. Matthew, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I am originally from uh, a small town in Bayonne, New Jersey, and uh, I grew up there. I lived there for I lived there for twenty nine years. I, then I got married. And then I became a New Yorker. Moved to the city, and then uh, marriage brought me to the Sunshine State. No, 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 not the Sunshine State because the Sunshine State would be Florida, right? So I'm in uh, California, another uh, Sunshine State right now. So yeah, so that's where I'm from. My background, let's see where we go from there. I mean, it's really kind of, you know, I mean, one of the things that, you know, we've seen is, I mean, you, you do Spartan races, you do, do the OCRs, all that kind of stuff. But so right now, because of like OCRs just kind of being on the, the lowdown right now, I mean, we're, I, you know, I just, there are some like obstacle course, like races that are kind of like scurrying about right now, but it's just, I'm just like, I have a season pass from like last year. So, but it's just, it's, it was just an ultimate headache, just transferring races and seeing when things are going to open back up. And there's only like limited, like right now, Florida is the only state that has, seems to have anything with Spartan related. So, you know, like I'm signed up for one in Calgary that had an ultra for like last year. I I'm still signed up for them this year because doing the transfers, but you know, it's like right now, I mean, I'm just, yeah, just maintaining the training regimen when it's like, if I was a professional, I'm like, if I get the call, I'm like, all right, well, you know, until they, they confirm things, then I'll just, you know, then I'll start getting like really like hyped up until the meantime, it's just like, you know, just kind of going through the daily flow of, you know, what a, you know, training and, and, you know, just running and getting that mileage in. And yeah, I know that one. That's, that's been me. I've got I was signed up for a bunch of races last year. Um, some of the ones I was signed up for transferred to this year. So, I mean, as long as it goes, um, I should be in Vegas next week. We are oh, sorry, not next week, but next month. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. That's like my first race is, uh, that would be in, uh, Montana. So I'm scheduled to do that in is it May and then, yep, um, May. I'm going to yeah, do all May. three, maybe all four that weekend. Okay. So that would kind of like yeah. the way it's falling. I only, registered in 2020 i did the greek uh, peak and then then they started closing everything down so when they did that i was just like i up to that point last year i did the greek peak uh and then uh, i was already scheduled my my goal was just to schedule my ultras out of the way this was before covid and then once I did that my goal was to do like five uh spartan ultras and just i want i signed up for one in calgary montana Tahoe, Utah, and Hawaii. So those were my five ultras I was going to do for that calendar year. And then, you know, they all closed down. So it's just, you know, my races just became, you know, rather than like get bored with, you know, not being able to do races, I was just like, all right, well, yeah, I'm always like somebody that has to challenge myself. You know, like I was just going to the mountains every weekend. And then, you know, I was already doing that for training in general, but I started going to the mountains and then I was like, rather, than what my normal routine was, I, which was like putting in maybe like, I don't know, 14, 15 miles, like every, every weekend, uh, I started, um, really thinking outside the box and be like, all right, let's do marathon distance and stuff like that. And then I, my body was getting used to it and I just kept doing it, 
you know, I was like doing 26 miles and 30 miles the next weekend and then 30, another 30 miles and 10,000 feet elevation. You know, I never would have thought I've been doing like back to back consecutive ultras, but that's what I started doing since I couldn't race. And we all, we all find our own. I, I've been doing a little bit, not that extreme, but, um, <laughs> I, I, go, I go nuts. I go nuts with, uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. hard to battle. I say you should look at the, what is it? The, the broken arrow that Steve Hammond puts on. And Lake Tahoe, it's sometime in November or something. It's a is that a course that he has set up? It's a it's a race. It's a, it's one that I, I've talked to him, Steve Hammond about it before. But it, uh, it's a Broken Arrow Sky Race. I think it's there's a, a an ultra, a, a marathon, and like a five k. But there's like each one's got something like ten thousand feet elevation. It's just freaking something stupid. Yeah. Insane. Okay. So, but it's all in Tahoe. Oh, that's. that's- and that's that's awesome, I dude. I I, I love Tahoe so much. It's yeah. when I started going. Um, uh, 2018 was when I really started with Spartan. I started doing. You know, I was really traveling the country, like going to all these different venues, taking time off mm-hmm. from work. That was my vacation time, so I'd literally go fly out to where I needed to. And I came across Tahoe. That was the first time I had gone there in 2018. I felt it was like Breckenridge for me because Breckenridge, the beast that I did in 2018, those are two places and venues I would say that I just was like us comparing to every other venue I went to. It was just like mesmerized. I just absolutely loved everything about Tahoe. I loved everything about Breckenridge. And I'd absolutely sign up for Tahoe in a heartbeat, like anything in Tahoe. It doesn't have to be Spartan. Oh, yeah. And this isn't Spartan. It's it's like I said, it's called the Broken Arrow Sky Sky Race. And what is it? October first through third. Okay, so you get it's, your. It's yeah. Everything I've re- everything I've read about it. It sounds freaking amazing. So I want to do it. It sounds like it would challenge me to what I what I want. And that's what I've been looking for. Um, because I know that's one reason why we want to talk to you is you've had an amazing journey, a lot more than I have. I mean, I've lost a hundred pounds in the last year, but you know, just really pushing. But I know you've you've surpassed that a little bit. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't ever say I surpassed anybody in, in regards because I had a discussion with somebody that's kind of go, that is close to me that I knew from my hometown growing up. Best friend's uncle, he he had a like, uh, he was always a bigger guy, but he uh, accumulated a lot of weight and got up to like 420 pounds. And recently he's kind of going through a transformation himself. So I've been dying to have like, you know, like a, a talk with them about, um, he's just been busy with lives, each other's lives. So we haven't really had the chance to, you know, with him having kids and work and then, you know, kind of like the same with me, I don't have kids, but just getting a hold. But finally I did yesterday and it was just, you know, um, how I, how I look at my, my transformation. So it's like, I think this, the severity of, like how bad it was for me at that stage being, you know, what led me to being 520 pounds. I I always say like testimonials I write, I always say it was 500 pounds, but you know, I always think it was more than 500 pounds because I mean, I physically couldn't move. There was like, I would literally like try to get up out of bed and I, I couldn't move from my bed. You know, like I had to be helped just to sit up, you know, like uh, I was such as a large frame where like fitting out my front door was like such a complication, you know, like if I sat on this chair that I'm sitting on now, this is made out of like metal, but I, I would 
bend the legs. I would be afraid to sit on chairs. So I would like, like couches, I would sit on, like they were already like caved in from the, like the, the weight that I, you know, that I, they had how I look at it. I mean, I, it's, it's been such a journey. Um, uh, but it's also just such a long, long period of time that's just passed, you know? So how I, how I look at it, I remember my weight, like losing 50 pounds, like the first 50 pounds for me, it, it was such a difficult test. Cause at that time, when you're, when you're going through transformations and I can like ask you, what was, you know, probably the hardest, you know, time like what's the hardest uh thing to go through for for your like weight loss at least in terms of like your first couple of pounds that you're losing and it's really the part that you're just kind of trying to adapt to a new like you're trying you're teaching yourself all these new you know things that you never really had in your life before you know at me i didn't have that in my life i never yeah. have that structure i didn't have that you know my family was always a very unhealthy family you know, I lived in a household where, you know, we, my mom was a nurse and before she retired, I mean, you know, she was bringing home McDonald's and fast food rather than like home cooked meals. So, you know, we, we were in a family of nutrition and, yeah. and educating on things like that. So that kind of carries over into like your teens and be, you know, like your young adulthood you know, years. And, you know, me, you know, I was, I was just the type of person that was like glued to my couch, like, you know, as a person, cause I wasn't athletic. I had no interest in sports. Basketball was probably pretty much it. So like, if, you know, when I was like in my teens to like, even like up to my peak, if you asked me to go even for a walk, I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone a run. <laughs> All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. So uh, what changed your mind? I mean, it's one of those things that's like that. That's one thing that a lot of people ask like me because, I mean, like I said, I've, I've dropped 100, but everyone always asks what finally changed your mind what made you decide you wanted to fix fix it uh, death de- death was it for me i didn't want to die because that's where i was going i mean it was it was so bad to the point i mean i my my like last like month like two weeks to a month like it's it's all vague because like i kind of like kind of block out a lot like especially like how i felt and what i did have to endure you know like mm-hmm. um but it, it, it wasn't pretty like going to bed every night. Like I had sleep apnea, so I, I was afraid to fall asleep because I felt like, you know, there were times where I'd fall asleep and my, 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 because of how much like fat I carried, um, and just how big I was. I, I remember like falling asleep and I'd, uh, I'd, I'd just not even feel faint of breath, but I just stopped breathing for a moment. And that was probably the scariest, like, um, thing that I had to have for a while. Cause I, I think my, like from like 18, no. So it was like, so like probably like set from like when I was like 420 on like going above 500, that's when I like developed sleep apnea. Like I, at, at that point I had like, you know, I was pre-diabetic, so I wasn't on insulin, but I had to take medication for it. I was on like thyroid medication and this is just at like 19 and 20 years old. So I, I mean, at that time I was already on all those medications, which do, uh, 
you know, the knowledge on it now, I'm not on any of that, but the knowledge on that is they, uh, they stimulate your, your, your hunger and, and your appetite to eat, want to eat more. Yeah. But my drive, my drive came from just, you know, is it, it really came from like, I, I, I was, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like lose my life and I, I didn't want to go out like that. You know, I, 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 re- I was, I was eating myself to that point, but there, there did become a time where I started to, you know, where I started to actually think. And there, there were days where I was like, I wasn't thinking I was just, my patterns where I woke up, I would eat massive amounts of food. And then I would like watch TV and play video games and I'd eat more food like not even two hours that pass you know i mean i would eat food like if you watch those 600 my 600 pound life and like i've never watched it because i don't want to that for me that's like i I can't watch that show but i've seen bits and pieces of it that's exactly what my life was like you know i was stuck to a chair i was stuck to this couch where my body was just like you can see if you look if i if i can like like i can picture it like, it's just like my body was stained there. Like, so if I got up off of it, it's just, you would see like, you know, like the, the couch would be caved in one, but you know, like that, that was my life. So I, I couldn't even, you know, so it was, it was a hard thing to do. It, it was like, I look back and I was like, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I, I would start writing to uh, the biggest loser. My mom was still alive. And so she was, um, she was overweight too. We, you know, so I was like, you know, I always, I, I always felt like I couldn't do it alone. It was something that I couldn't, I didn't know how to, I didn't have the strength, the willpower, any of that. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't, there wasn't a point where I believed in myself. So I had my mom like, you know, help me like put some, you know, videos out of, of, and like just even help me write and submit stories to the biggest loser. So I did that literally for, I think two years in a row. So like prior to hit me hitting my peak, so I was like reaching out because I knew where I was going and I was, I was just, I just couldn't do anything about it. It's so like every year, like New Year's came and I was like, all right, I said, I'm going to do it, but I can't do it. I didn't have the strength. I didn't have the, the, you know, the, the mental like commitment to it. You know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I would probably like go through like maybe a week or two where I'd like do okay. And then I just was like, you know, it. you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put in the work. I didn't, I didn't want to put in the work, yeah. but then. Fear, fear is just what hit me. I mean, I didn't, I, I ate to the, I ate my life to that point because I did want to kill myself. And I always write it in like testimonials, you know, not all of them because it's, it's such a depressing story, but like, you know, I, I was eating to, I did I couldn't kill myself, but I was eating to do that. And then when I had to go to a doctor for like a checkup and when I was told that I was going to lose my feet that was kind of like the first kicker for me. So like my doctor had told me like, listen, we're going to have to cut your feet off if you don't do something right now. So that's when that, that was one of the first triggers for me. You know, it wasn't the thing it's, it was the first thing then that got the wheels in motion for me. You know, I I didn't start acting right away, but it was like making me think like, I, I, I can't lose my feet, you know? Uh, even though I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, like I'm doing 
I'm, I'm doing all this leading to, cause I do want to like, I don't want to be here anymore, but then, you know, hearing that, uh, my grand, my, I went to a wedding when I, when I was like, I think 19 going on 20 and, um, he had cancer and he had passed away two weeks after the wedding that I went to. And he had said to me, he's like, listen, uh, you know, he's like, you know, you're, you're, you're going down the path where you're going to be dead and you're going to de- be dead before like I, I am even dying. He's like, I'm going to die like in like two weeks or so. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to like survive much longer, but he's like, you're going to die. Cause I, I remember having a plate and my plate at the wedding was full of like, I'll, I'll never forget this. Cause this is the last image I had with my grandfather. Uh, I had a plate that was like, um, full of like cannolis and cream puffs. And like, it was, it was just a, like a plastic plate, but I had every like dessert, like triple it. Like I had three cannolis and these cannolis are big. And then I didn't even get to eat one. And my grandfather, like, you know, calls me over and like, I'm my walk. Isn't like a walk. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, at that point I was like, I'm just like, I feel like, you know, it's just like I was the state puff marshmallow man where I'm just, you know, slowly just, you know, going through and walking over to him. And he calls me over and he says, like, listen, you're going to you're going to die. You know, what are you doing? You do, you do you want to have anything with your life? And uh, hearing that and then seeing that he passed away kind of just was like he was he was the first person in my life, in my family that rather than allow me to to do what I was doing. Like he gave me a reality check and I didn't have that. I didn't have that. You know, I had a lot of people in my family that, that not that they enabled it. Cause I put a lot of fault on my own. You know, I was old enough to where I'm a young adult. I can start making the changes in my life if, if I really want to, but I didn't want to. And I was just really in a very dark place. then. and then hearing that from my grandfather, it was just like knowing, I think, in a combination, he was going to die. And then when he did pass away um, from cancer, it was just, you know, it was um, it made me think about that every day. Like before I even made a commitment, I was like, you know, that he was the only person that I can think of up to that point. Like I had family that cared for me, but it was just like, you know, like you, you, you got to do something about this, you know, like, you know, so it, it made me like really start thinking about it and then like you know thinking about how he's gone and i was like you're you know i i you know he's definitely an integral part in my journey you know like and especially in the beginning that's amazing and then yeah. how, how did you start doing it thanks for listening to the beast net podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast give us a review on itunes or spotify All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.